Hello and welcome to the latest Keeping It Business podcast. I'm Adam Payne, your host and the founder of NewWayGrowth.com. All right, welcome to another New Way Growth Live. We are talking basics on SEO for business and we have uh, Jim, the lead specialist on SEO guru, whatever uh-huh. you want to call him. Um, we call him other things, but guru is <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're going to uh, do a, a Q&A style question around SEO with, with things that have cropped up uh, in conversations that uh, both me and Luke have been having recently um, and just some of the basic things around uh, SEO. So the first one for me is the benefit of a descriptive URL mm-hmm. in creating a, a blog page, web page, whatever you're doing. So that's the first question for me. Okay. Um, yeah, it needs to be descriptive. Um, and it, if you're doing a blog post, um, if you've got a question that you're going to be answering, I'll definitely try and use that as the as the URL. Uh, if it's a service or a product, the same there. If it's your homepage, now just stick to what you've got as your homepage and leave it leave it nice and neat there for your branding, basically. But what what Google's going to do then is be looking at that straight away. The first thing it's going to look at when it's crawling through sites and trying to answer someone's search is what's in that URL. And if you're already describing what's going to be on the page for it, it's going to love it. Um, so yeah, don't make it too long. Um, maybe about 55 characters or so, if, if possible. Uh, but yeah, try and make it descriptive, but try and look out for typos as well. I've just uh, spent a little, well, at least a day with her clients, uh, having to rearrange the typos that she's accidentally put in one of her URLs and then having to think where the links were coming from that were actually coming to that page as well. Cause straight away, when you change the URL, all those links are going to go like four out four errors. And then Google's going to hate every single second of that. So I had to go all through the, the links as well. So that was a lovely day of <laughs> tracing steps and going down rabbit holes and God knows what. So, so yeah, try and look out for the typos as well, because obviously Google will look at the description and think, well, what does that even mean? It's, if, it doesn't, if it isn't spelt right, it's not going to know what the hell's going on there. But yeah, definitely have something descriptive. And are we best to have the keyword in that uh, URL, uh, URL line as well? Um, I, I, you know. yeah. And does it matter on the position of where you try and get that keyword within that? No, uh, I, I, think, I, th- uh, I think Google's all about semantics now. So really, you need to be just making it sound natural uh, to Google. Yeah. And it, then it will recognize what you've put in the URL as being the question that's below, if it's a blog post or the actual product. Uh, I wouldn't worry too much about that. Uh, other parts of meta and stuff like that, maybe it helps, but not with the actual uh, URL description. No. Superb. Luke? Okay. It, yeah, I suppose the, ne- the next thing to, to go to, Jim, in terms of logical steps. So we've gone from top of the page, the link people are going to see, the link people are going to track. What about the actual body of, of text and, and content? What are, what are your sort of overall ideas? Because, you know, SEO, people talk about content optimization all the time. But what does that realistically mean? And how can people start to do that on their site without without spending, you know, thousands of pounds on SEO? Or, and there's probably some quick fixes they can probably make, I presume. Um. There is the number of uh, clients I've spoke to. I'm, I've mentioned the word blog, and they're like they either glaze over or they look like they're going to run for the door. Um, and, and then I've mentioned the word newsletter. Oh yeah, we do those. We do those all the time. We send out right then. Grab your last newsletter. Break it. Break up the text. Don't just have it as a big wall of text. But, you know, don't send people to sleep. Add some images. Add some links in there as well. Break up the text. Maybe a couple of paragraphs at a time. And put in some nice headers as well. Use your one H1 header. Which is the largest size of header. Uh, Google loves that because then it knows what the main content is going to be about. And then you can sprinkle it with some H2s, not too many. But then H3s and H4s doesn't matter so much. 
and 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 yeah um you've already got yourself a blog post there um uh, and the same with your main pages really um uh, another client um it, his home page looked a little bit boring the other day i was going on to another blog post doing some seo for him i found a video that his brother-in-law had done and it was really good it was a really good video the, the music was a bit cheesy but the, the actual video was great so we got went to the web developer said would it be, and, and also ask the client first, obviously, for the permission. Can we put the video on the home page in the header? Yeah, no problem, done. And he's already getting more engagement. Not everyone wants to read about the company. People want to see what you're doing, especially in manufacturing. You know, what is that machinery going to do and how it can help their company as well? I'm glad you mentioned manufacturing there because um, we've had this conversation, all, all of us, before. Uh, one of the big don'ts, if you've got an article, don't put it on a PDF and put it on a, as a blog. <laughs> Because <laughs> there's no benefit whatsoever. <laughs> no, no. Google's clever, but it can't. It just sees that as an image, or it just sees that as an actual document. It, and it and it will rank you up for putting documents on there, but it won't see what it's about at all. It it really is a, a waste of time. Uh, yeah, I know it might be a pain, but but then again, at the end of the day, if you create that PDF, you've got that text that you create the PDF with. All you got to do is just transfer that onto the onto the actual web page, and then it can read it. Then Google can see what it's yeah. all about. Then. <laughs> now, I suppose, and we've got some questions here as we put in there, but I'm going to come down to one of the bottom ones is um, from a best practice point of view that we're, we're talking about blogs, uh, italics and bold. Does that make a difference with when Google trawls the page to see these particular emphasis on keywords that you've done with, with uh, italics or bold? Or does it make not one jot of difference? Um, I'll be careful with italics because, um, as I say, Google's going, getting quite clever and also there's a page experience algorithm going on at the moment. It wants to give people mm. a, a great experience. And if you're putting a load of italics in there, it might confuse the readers. Well, is that a publication on about? Is that, a, is that the name of a company you're talking about in the middle of that bit of text? I don't get it. So I wouldn't bother, bother with the italics. But a little, maybe three or four times, if there's a keyword in there as well, and it's an, a sentence that's kind of describing what you're on about or describing a great bit of... Uh, what you're doing within your company or, or whatever's going on in news, whatever. I'll, I'll put that in bold. It, it's been recognized through a lot of SEO companies and agencies that that is being found by Google. And that's actually, like it says for itself, okay, that's pretty important. And it's answering the question and it's giving value. So, yeah, so bold, yeah, italics, I'd say maybe not. Okay. One other question before I hand over to Luke, because I know Luke's got a question is we took, you spoke about links now within the blog. I've always kept that link within the within the web page so it knows sort of like from a point of view that what you're talking about here is still relevant on another web page within your um your whole sort of like web hub and architecture mm -hmm. so therefore it makes the the authority of the web page better as well because it knows that it's linking to different content within this Absolutely. one website yeah so that is a benefit Lou, sorry mate has he muted himself? Oh, you're, you're on mute, mate. Of course, um, do you know what it is? I've got builders in at home and I'm really trying to keep the noise down for everyone watching. But it's classic. <laughs> you think after two years of lockdown, you'd know when you're on mute or not. Um, it's a weird one, this one. Um, went to an event on Monday, really good event. And it, and I'd never heard this before. And I wanted to bring it up with you because I've heard contrasting things after reading up on it, whether this works or not. So main point is, right, so for example, the New Way Growth website, okay, Say, for example, I own my domain of Luke Stokes, right? LukeStokes.co.uk, LukeStokes.com. And I send a redirect to the New Way Growth website because I want people who are searching for me to go and view New Way Growth and view the stuff that we do at New Way Growth or whether it's my own business or whatever it is, right? 
does that have a positive or negative effect on the SEO of your main site? So if I then redirect people from lukestokes.co.uk to New Way Growth and the New Way Growth website, does that have a bad effect on the SEO of the, the main site or does that actually help the SEO of the main site? Um, I think it's kind of a, a neither here or there really with it. As long as you've, what you've got to watch obviously is when you're doing the redirects, you've got a lot of, I've previously saying about the uh, changing the URL, taking those typos out for that, that customer. You've got to watch that what's linking to it. You've got to think about what else. You've got to think of your, what's mapped out on your website. If you start changing links about and you start getting the four out four errors, it's, it's, Google's going to hate that. Um, yeah. I, I think it will, yeah, I think it could benefit as long as you've got it as a 301 error and that 301 error, uh, you can do that through Yoast in a, in a, in WordPress, and that's saying it's a it's a it's a set in stone. We are going here. This is happening, sort of thing. Three out two errors are more about if you say you're doing some maintenance on your website and you want to just redirect people to a little bit of a different area or one that you've just put specifically together while you're making the maintenance. That's like a temporary one, but you must change those back. Otherwise, Google's like, you know, what's going on? Is is this a proper redirect or what? You know, it's all a bit mm -hmm. flaky. I don't know what's going on here. Um, mm -hmm. So for me, it's, yeah, as long as you're careful with what you, you've got, that you've covered the four out fours, then you, you should be fine. And I, I can't see it hurting it, um, but I can't see it really bolstering rankings at all. Really, that that yeah. Okay. Now, question on this way though, then I was and I was because me and Luke were talking about this, and I thought, in actual fact, what might be better, and I'm not, you know, not positive on this because you're the expert on this one, is <laughs> is most domains come with a one-page free website don't they most of them if you buy buy a day range so so i would have which i have done create a one page that is adampain.me create a one pager that then links to within that text back to new way growth back to or the other businesses because doesn't that create a backlink authority yeah, uh, it does. You've got to be really careful with those so that you don't start to harvest links, obviously, because Google absolutely yeah, 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 hides yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but it'll it'll see it as a landing page, which is absolutely fine. What we'll do there, yeah, use it as a landing page. Don't um, don't put a load of different navigation on it. Make it use it as a funnel uh, yeah. to where you want the, the people yeah. to go. So they're not just yeah. clicking off somewhere else. You know, you're actually directing them and getting what you want from that page. Uh, there's absolutely nothing wrong with doing that. And uh, yeah, and Google does like that if it sees it sees a funnel coming in. It's also like it's like uh, your website's the hub and there's all these spokes going off it, and those can be part of the spokes uh, makeup of it all. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, where that, I that thought it. Yeah, 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 I thought it might be better than actually redirecting your name to the website, but actually doing a little bit now, doing a bio on yourself. And oh, by the way, here's the business link. Click through, and it's yeah. you've got that benefit of that backlink uh, style, absolutely, uh, which, which, which helps with the with the with the ranking side. Absolutely, um, yeah. Anything else from from you, Luke, around that? Because we were talking around that. I can't remember. Uh, I guess I guess you were just a, again final one for me. Really, a generic question on SEO. Um, people talk about it as a long term strategy, right? Um, but obviously, talking to a client, they want to get to the end goal as quickly as possible. So from your experience of implementing SEO strategies that are over a period of months and gradual progress, what are the sort of quick wins that people can get or processes that you put in place where you can see a reasonably quick uh, increase in traffic over a period of, let's say, two, three months? Um, every time for me, it's niches. Uh, don't just go in there knocking your head against a brick wall. Think about Think about what makes your company and yourself, uh, you know, an individual and what you're doing 
above and beyond those other competitors to help your company you, you know your company like be more successful and what people yeah what customers love about that um and a real quick win is just to type in those as, as keywords into google see what it comes up with the auto complete um and and, and go there just go, go and see what 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 the other rankings are going on on there if there's loads of people talking about the, that special thing that you're doing um then okay that's probably a no-no probably not worth going for if there's not many people you specialize you've like really specialized down on what you're saying in in google if there's not many people answering that there's a good chance that's a niche to go with and i would start to use that as a keyword because if you're answering that question for people they're going to start coming to you and you're going to start ranking up early for that a uh, great example of that is the hippo serve guy jason uh, we, we chatted for like uh, a few weeks and uh, he was like how do i beat go daddy how do i how do i get on the same page as them and i was literally just watching the telly and go daddy came on it and he said 99p domains and I, I, I think a light bulb actually appeared above my head because <laughs> it's like oh my god yeah jason does that right then ran upstairs right then, and i did it right there and then put it on his page and within two weeks he's now on page one with go daddy and ionos for 99p right domains away. So, so it, it, it can, yeah, a real quick win. So if you can think of those niches, what makes you different, it can work for you, even against the niches big, the big with boys. Traffic. Niches yeah. with yeah. traffic. Yeah. 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 Because then so, that yeah. stands in with coming back into uh, the paperclip with Luke and, and stuff like that and, and targeting the, yeah. uh, the the keywords. So it, it, the strategy works together. It's uh, yeah. and, and that's the way to go. Now, I'm quite, going to come back to blogs because uh, this was a question that uh, with a gentleman yesterday. Where somebody had told him, and I, I, I can't remember whether it was a digital marketer or not, and somebody had told him to actually, and I personally think this is wrong, to post the blog, his blog on Google My Business, and then take the, so, and then take people from there to his website. I think it was, and it would rank higher. Now I think it's the other way around because what you want is people going to the hub of your website, yeah. not generally necessarily Google My Business. So what are your thoughts? Um, well, well, for me, I don't know how you feel about it, Luke. Really, uh, Google My Business, it's all about the local SEO. It's all, I mean, yeah. if you if you want to be found UK-wide and then you're just putting your blog post on local SEO, you're not going to be found UK-wide. It's, it's, it's as simple as that, really. And also, I'm, I'm pretty sure on a lot of the stuff on Google My Business, there's a character count. Well, if you've got a 2,000-word blog post, oh, yeah, I've got this brilliant – I've spent days doing this, and I love it. And then it said, oh, 250 characters at most. It's like, well, <laughs> you can't even get it on there anyway. So what I would suggest uh, personally and what I do myself and, and for clients is doing an excerpt from the blog post, yeah. put that on your Google My Business, and then that link, let that link over. There's a there's usually a learn more button or learn about yeah. button or something like that. They click that, they end up on your blog post, and they've got all the information they need about what they want to know. And you've you've got a backlink there straight away. Great backlink. It's all to do with Google. Google loves anything. If you're messing with Google, it loves it. So it's going to rank you even higher for that. So yeah, that, I don't know about yourself, Luke, but that does seem a bit of a strange one to me, Adam. My point would have been straight around the character limits, like you said. An 800-word blog post um, without checking it in front of me now, I presume was going to be too many characters for a Google My Business post. Uh, it's th those sorts of posts get shown on your profile as someone's you know triggering a keyword. If someone's triggering your profile based on your industry or your service or whatever, and they're short snippets that will appear on a profile. You know, the profile comes on the right hand side of the screen or on the maps. There's there's not enough room on that profile screen to to show off full 800-word blog. Um, 
you want to get in there and, and and often on Google Mob is actually it's only the first say 250 characters that get really searched yeah. and looked at by Google anyway. So an 800 word blog post, you're probably going to get 50 words in, and then Google's going to stop reading it substantially. Yeah. You know, and, and then the other thing for me is exactly what you said, Jim. Blog posts should be used as a sort of repurposing that as different forms of content once you've done it as we've talked about on here loads of times so an 800 word blog post you could probably get eight posts on social media for example out of an 800 word blog post just like you could probably get eight posts on google my business over a period of a couple of weeks maybe a month to a week on there about different areas that you talked about in the blogs out as posts so I, I think number one i don't think it's practically feasible anyway but number two i don't think it's a good use of the content that you spent time creating i think there's better uses of it I think it's bloody nuts. I, th I think it's absolutely <laughs> bloody nuts to do it because you, you, for exactly as you both said there, you want to repurpose that content. It's an asset. So you want to repurpose that content as much as you can and you do it in different distribution channels. And the other side of it is, is that you cannot, you, you, in, a, in, a, in a blog uh, on your web page, we come back to the customer value journey. And what we're after them taking is a, is a, a further step in the customer value journey. You can't do that on, on Google My Business. You do it on your website because you're constructing it and you're building it. So you can have the next step or an advert or something like that, or you know a download link and things like that. Whereas Google, you're limited. Uh, and again, you, you're limited on reference. So I, I would do it as, exactly as you said it, a, a, an extract back through because it's creating that backlink. And, and, and I think that I... Luke, I think you, you know you. I think you are restricted. I think you're so restricted on that side. It's not something I do. I do exactly uh, that because you know, like this thing, it'll it'll create a blog, it'll create a video, it'll create a, you know snippets from videos and everything, and you just repurpose it as an asset. Um, yeah. So yeah, I thought it was nuts personally, but but that was that was just me. Yeah, you know, I agree. <laughs> and I said to her, I said I think you're better off doing it to extract and and link back because you want the main point of your traffic going to your website that's where we want it pointed that's to it. Um, yeah. because we want to shift the, the next step yeah. anything else luke i think we've covered everything really from a basics point of view meta, yeah. you know, meta descriptions you know like uh, when we put them on the page when you click the page and you see it on there now from what i understand they're not generally seo but they are absolutely critical for getting somebody to actually click that link so as the link has come into google my business you want to make that uh, quite persuasive in getting people to link that through, but but I wasn't. Uh, I I from the, the um, discussions I'd have and the research I've done, it's not generally sort of like an SEO uh, ranking thing, is it? In the meta description, but it is there to make sure that you can click, make sure you drive the click. Mm. Uh, but um, that was the question I was going to ask. From my point of view, and what I always kind of stick to is that I will. The main keyword I want on that page, I will try and start off the meta description with that keyword. Uh, I still, I still do think there is an SEO kind of signal going on there. Okay. Um, you know, some people do dispute it, but personally, I, I do see that. And also, I try and get that to match with the page title as well. Have that keyword starting the page title as well. Uh, it's, it's all helpful for Google. Then it's like, no, right, then this is about this, and the descriptions about this as well. But then you're absolutely right. After that little bit of the keyword, you've got to try and sell it as, as best you can. You've got say 160 characters to try and sell it in because it's going to end up as that paragraph that goes below the the actual yeah. link that you see in the search results so yeah you've got to you've got to have your selling hat on then and uh <laughs> and do your best yeah yeah, yeah absolutely. No. And, and that comes back to what we, you know from um I, we've always said is that congruency 
if you've got the keyword in the relevant places and Google sees that congruency through, won't harm you yeah. at all. Not at all. Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. And uh, that's the end of this session on SEO basics. Thank you, Jim, Luke. And uh, we will see you next time. See you soon. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the Keeping It Business podcast. It's brought to you by New Way Growth, business mentoring and client acquisition specialists. And if you'd like to know more, please visit www.newwaygrowth.com.